Aloha and yaorana. Welcome to Traveling Local. I am your host Mahana and today I thought I would share with you some useful information when traveling to French Polynesia. So let's start from the beginning and review a few things before you decide to plan your trip. You must know that French Polynesia gets warm, sunny weather any time of year. We do have seasons, however, they shouldn't be a crucial factor in deciding when to travel. Know that the hot and humid season runs from November to April. The climate is somewhat cooler and drier the rest of the year. The refreshing southeast trade winds blow consistently from May to August. The northeast trades blow from January to April and actually coincide with the hurricane season. The vegetation in French Polynesia is very lush, and for those of you that really want to appreciate all the beautiful colors, scents, and flavors of Polynesia, come during the months of November and March, as it is when flowers bloom and all fruits are ripe. If you're looking to learn more about the culture and would like to witness cultural activities, July is the best month to visit French Polynesia because it is when the Heiva is performed. Heiva is a Tahitian festival that starts at the end of June and runs for two weeks long. The month of July is a time of festivities and the Heiva is just that. People from all over French Polynesia participate in competitive dancing and singing, feasting and basically partying during the whole month. During the festivities you can observe outrigger canoe races, sports and contests, firewalking, arts and crafts exhibitions, tattooing, carnivals and much more. So be sure to look for the exact dates of the Heiva and come enjoy the fun! If you're planning on bringing electrical appliances with you, be aware that electricity in French Polynesia is 220 volts. So make sure your device accepts such voltage or you will need a voltage converter. Also, outlets in French Polynesia generally accept two types of plugs, flat blade plugs and two round pins. If your appliance's plugs um, have different shapes, you will need a plug adapter. You might want to consider getting a combination voltage converter and plug adapter depending on how much you travel. When you get to French Polynesia, you should know that people like to live at a much slower pace than you might be used to. They are also very religious and family-oriented, which is why most stores close during the weekend. Standard business hours are Monday through Friday from 7.30am to 5 or 6pm, with a lunch break of an hour in between. Some businesses open on Saturdays from 7.30am to 11.30 or noon. Very few open for the afternoon, and most businesses are closed all day Sunday. But if you are an early bird, you should definitely visit the market in Papeete, which opens at 5 a.m. on Sundays. It's quite an experience in itself, and you will see people come from all over town to buy fresh baked goods and breads, whole fish that have just been caught, 
fresh local vegetables and fruits, and all kinds of goodies. The market is a very special place, and it should not be missed. On a more serious note, I would like to share with you important information to protect yourself and your family from serious risks and diseases. I have to say that I am no expert, but I have gathered general information that can help you be aware and prepared for the risks you as a traveler could encounter in Polynesia. I hope it can help you understand what these risks are and maybe clarify some misconceptions you might have about the following risks. A common disease in tropical areas is the ciguatera. Ciguatera is a form of human poisoning caused by the consumption of subtropical and tropical marine fish, which have accumulated natural toxins through their diet. Ciguatoxins that cause ciguatera poisoning are produced by tiny algae, which are consumed by small fish. These toxins become progressively concentrated as they move up the food chain from small fish to large fish that eat them. Some of the symptoms of ciguatera poisoning are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal cramps, excessive sweating, muscle aches, abnormal skin sensations. For example, cold feels hot and hot feels cold or water feels like it's stinging you when you're showering. And finally, unusual taste sensations. Some people actually say that their tongue starts itching, tingling, or becomes numb. So, ciguatera poisoning is caused by eating contaminated tropical reef fish but it is only triggered after consuming very high concentrations of those natural toxins. On a personal note, I am turning on 24 and have eaten a whole lot of reef fish from different islands in Polynesia and still haven't gotten poisoned by ciguatera toxins. Knock on wood. Um, but ciguatera is listed as a rare disease by the Office of Rare Diseases of the National Institutes of Health. And although it is listed as a rare disease, it is always better to know what to look for in case someone in your family uh, or yourself becomes contaminated. So be sure to seek medical attention as soon as experiencing similar symptoms. You won't find any exotic predators like poisonous spiders or snakes or anything of that sort in French Polynesia. It's actually a pretty safe place and your worst enemies will be the sun, very few marine animals, and mosquitoes. The sun is very hot and you will be getting sunburned and losing a lot of moisture. 
So make sure to apply sunscreen on a regular basis. Bring after sun lotions. In my opinion, aloe vera in gel form is the best product ever to use after being in the sun. Especially if you can keep it cool in the fridge or in a cooler. It will be very refreshing when applied on sunburns. Um, plus it's a great moisturizer. It's light and dries very quickly. And ultimately, just remember to drink lots and lots of water to avoid dehydration. When enjoying water activities, you should wear plastic sandals whenever possible. It is very easy to walk in. Um, most stores sell them for about $5 and it could help you avoid being stung by a stonefish or a sea urchin. In Tahiti, we call a stonefish noho and vana is the word for sea urchin. A stonefish, like its name indicates, very much looks like a stone or a piece of coral and is very difficult to be seen in the water. Its skin produces a mucus which acts like a glue to which corals and seaweed stick. The stonefish dorsal spine contains venomous needles, so its ability to disguise as a stone makes the stonefish very dangerous for people swimming in areas with lots of coral and stones. The sting creates a swelling which can be very painful, with the infected area sometimes turning blue or black. The venom or poison is a powerful neurotoxin which paralyzes muscles and attacks the nervous system. So a person stung by stonefish can lose consciousness because of the intense pain. Uh, recommended treatments include using heat to the affected area and an anti-venom. Applying hot water at a temperature no lower than 45 degrees Celsius or 113 degrees Fahrenheit to the injured area has been found to destroy stonefish poison. Um, Anti-venoms usually are used only in extreme cases. The venom usually stays inside a person's body for at least one month and this can cause minimal discomfort to the victim. When stung by a vana, extraction is the first step to treating the affected area. Know that it will hurt, but it is necessary for the healing process to start. Never try to crush the spines by hitting the area with an object. The spines are so brittle they almost break off in the wound. Cover the affected area with vinegar once you get out of the water. If possible, soak a lint-free towel in vinegar and hold it on the area as long as possible. Then soak it in hot water. The water should be as hot as you can tolerate it for 20 to 40 minutes. This will ease the pain if it doesn't stop it completely. Before going to bed, wrap the affected area with a towel soaked in vinegar. You can wrap the towel in plastic wrap and tape it so it stays on through the whole night. This method is very effective to get rid of spines that are in an area that makes soaking problematic. Here is a quick tip though, if the area stung by the vana can be soaked in undiluted white vinegar. Simply pour some vinegar into a suitable container and place the affected foot, hand, elbow or body part in the vinegar for as long as possible. The vinegar can actually dissolve the spines to almost nothing. 
Then a good wash with an antibacterial soap as well as an application of antibiotic cream to the area after soaking is always a good idea. The spines are mostly made out of calcium, so a supplement of vitamin D will help the body absorb the spines faster. As always, whenever you're hurt, keep an eye on the wound for a few days to make sure no infection sets in. The tropical humid climate in Polynesia facilitates the growth of bacteria, so staph infections are very common. Therefore, it is important to clean and dress even the smallest wounds, but especially coral scrapes. Coral scrapes can result in a staph infection of the skin, which usually results in a localized collection of pus. The affected area will be red, swollen, and very painful. Staph can cause high fevers, chills, and low blood pressure once it is in your bloodstream. It never goes away completely, so once you get staph, it is for life and your body will unfortunately be more inclined to develop staph infections in the future. So for that reason, make sure to always clean and treat your cuts. Finally, the only insect-borne disease that you as a traveler need to protect yourself from is the dengue fever. The outbreaks are rare and usually occur during the rainy season, but it is best to bring insect repellent because mosquitoes are everywhere, so be prepared. Only the bite of a mosquito can result in infection. The risk of being bitten is highest during early morning, several hours after daybreak, and in the late afternoon, several hours before sunset, because the female mosquito typically feeds and therefore bites during these hours. However, mosquitoes may feed at any time during the day, so make sure to use insect repellent all day. Dengue is transmitted by the bite of a mosquito infected with any one of the four dengue viruses. Symptoms appear 3 to 14 days after the infective bite. Dengue fever affects infants, young children, and adults. Symptoms range from mild fever to harmful high fever with severe headaches, pain behind the eyes, muscle and joint pain, and rash. Unfortunately, there are no specific antiviral medicine for dengue, so it is important to seek medical attention for treatment as soon as possible. In general, bed rest is encouraged, as well as drinking a lot of water to prevent dehydration. Loss of appetite is common, so ensuring the victim eats is also important because it will help the body stay strong and fight the virus. If symptoms worsen, do not hesitate to go to the nearest hospital. Since there are no vaccines to prevent dengue infection, as a traveler, it is best that you adopt preventive measures for protection. For example, select accommodations with mosquito nets or AC, use insecticides to get rid of mosquitoes in dark areas like closets, under beds, behind curtains and in bathrooms. Bring and wear adequate clothing to cover arms and legs, especially during early morning and late afternoon. Apply insect repellent to both skin and clothing. 
Short-term travelers to endemic areas are at low risk for disinfection, but travelers who visit endemic areas for extended periods of time, generally longer than three months, and who are intensively exposed to infected mosquitoes are at a much greater risk of infection. Overall, French Polynesia is a pretty safe place, and most risks can be prevented or treated effectively if you travel prepared. So I hope this information was useful to you, and now that your awareness has been enhanced, you can travel prepared, worry-free, and enjoy your trip. So in the tongue of my ancestors, I say, So until next time, take care, and thank you for tuning in. This is Traveling Local, Mahalo and Maururu.